<laughs> and on that note, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm awake. Mainly ladies. I was looking at our like demographic. Ooh. And um, let me see if I can pull it up. <laughs> There's people, apparently listeners in Germany and like all these foreign countries. Ooh, I wonder if my friend Agnes in Germany is the listener. It's like 1% in all these different countries. Let me pull it up. Um, so the demographics are 43% on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Six percent listen on Spotify and fifty-one percent listen on others. So I don't know what that other is. Like I know we're on Google, like Stitcher. There's Stitcher. There's other options. But yeah. I just didn't think people use them. I think Stitcher is probably the only other like p- common one. Or Google Play. I think if you're an Android user. Oh, I see. I think I don't know. <clears throat> and then by geographic location, 96% in the United States, 1% in Germany, 1% <laughs> in Japan. Um, it says less than 1% in Canada, less than 1% in Philippines, and less than 1% in Ireland. So Cool. Howdy to anyone that's listening. To howdy. <laughs> Hello, international listeners. We appreciate you. You should um, talk about to talk to your friends about our show and spread the love yeah you definitely should and like I the whole reason I got on to that topic is 59% female 29% male 12% not specified interesting yeah I wonder if I'm specified like how does it know I don't know maybe like when you set up like because you listen on Spotify I listen on both Apple and Spotify it just kind of depends like if I am doing it while it's a workout it's better on spotify mm-hmm. to control from my watch yeah um apple podcast for whatever reason on my watch doesn't like get along as well Weird. i have to like go to my phone to pause or do all that kind of stuff um but if i'm just doing things around the house it's usually on apple i don't know why though interesting i like never use apple music podcasts or anything like that yeah so um but yeah so that's just a little demographic thing I was looking at recently, um, which I found pretty interesting. So welcome. Thanks for joining. Thanks for listening. Yeah, this is um, Some Dumb Chicks. We are here for your listening pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) We are. It is almost Valentine's Day. And if you know either of us, you know that it's just another day. Yeah. Well, V-Day has a different meaning to me true um for since like 2008 yeah i think 2008 i have been a part of or volunteer or advocate for vday.org um which is like an organization to raise money to end violence against women and children Mm -hmm. um and every year around v-day valentine's day um, they produce or they allow you to produce the play, the vagina monologues for free. You don't have to pay the royalties to the author to produce, um, as long as you promise that, uh, 90% of your plays or your productions proceeds go, um, directly to organizations locally or globally that 
help end violence. Yeah. So awesome. And I got to see you. I think I've seen you do it two years. Oh yeah. And I got to see you, but last year was no, not last year because of COVID. Was it last year? They didn't do it. Well, I wasn't a part of a San Diego production last year. So it was 2019. When you were the director, right? Yeah. That was awesome. Kind of a really cool full circle moment for me. Uh, Growing up as a, a teenager, um, being exposed to the show from like my mentors and stuff um, and then getting involved no matter how I could if it was on stage if it was part of the production if it was just volunteering and like being on the street team yeah. handing out flyers um, I, I had been involved in some way shape or form for I think like 12 years that's crazy that's so cool yeah so um, check them out um, if you're not a big Valentine's Day lovey-dovey type of person um, maybe celebrate in a different way and give to an organization that helps to end violence absolutely mm-hmm. I'm just gonna hop right into it because this that whole topic brings me into something that I listened to today okay so I listened to the daily which is a <laughs> podcast daily podcast talks about different topics uh, sometimes it's super political about you know whatever's going on in the country other times it's just discussing different um, like organizations or different issues mm-hmm. that need attention brought to them. Uh, the one that was discussed today was about um, basically homelessness in New York City in an organization that um, the leader, the president of the organization was actually taking advantage of a lot of the people, wow. both financially but also sexually. Ugh. Um, and so the main story is about a woman, um, you know, and her experience with him and kind of like what he, um, did to her and kind of like what he would force her to do and everything like that. And if you want the details, you can listen to it. Mm. Um, but it just really like, it's not something that I've honestly ever really thought about. And I'm sure that it's super prevalent in that, um, community yeah in that community where you know it's just like there's a lot of people that are not fortunate that are on hard times that Mm -hmm. are really just trying to find a place to stay um and it's really unfortunate that there was this organization that found multiple people and took advantage of them in a way that's not just financial like financial corruption and like taking advantage of people is obviously still bad Mm -hmm. um at this point I kind of like expect it from big companies though yeah but like the sexual harassment and like the sexual abuse was like really kind of eye-opening to me Mm -hmm. um and then someone else that listens to it was like yeah it kind of makes me want to reach out to like our local like government to be like our local like leaders like what are we doing in our city that's going to make it so this type of stuff doesn't happen type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially because I think with COVID, I don't remember how old the story was, but especially with COVID, I think homelessness is on the rise more than before. Absolutely, yeah. So it just, you know, kind of breaks my heart thinking about what people that, you know, have just been dealt maybe a shitty hand are Mm -hmm. going through on top of losing their home. Yeah, it's like taking advantage of, um, people who are already in a very vulnerable state, um, and they don't have as much autonomy over their, their own safety, their shelter, anything like that. Just like how, how horrible, Mm -hmm. um, to not only be homeless and not have a roof over your head, but then to have something like that happen. There's a lot of statistics out there about homelessness and 
sexual assault um, and rape. So definitely educate yourselves and um, just be aware of the risks and um, the people around you might be in danger. So if you can, if you're in a place to help, Mm -hmm. um, definitely either volunteer for organizations that are working to end it or give your money Mm because honestly people just need cash (laughs) to, to get out of it. Um, but yeah, you're definitely right. Thank you for that recommendation. I want to check it out. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a heavy way to start out our recommendation. <laughs> well, <laughs> I started it off with mine too. <laughs> We're in that kind of a, a place, uh, this month. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> but it's okay. As long as, you know, we're using sort of sensitive topics to just raise awareness. I think that that is super helpful in just bettering the people around us and our listeners. Yeah. Absolutely. I think you don't know what you don't know. And that's what, honestly, listening to that episode taught me today. Mm -hmm. It reminded me because I already knew that, but reminded me today, like, it's not something I ever thought about. Mm -hmm. And then they like brought it to light and I was like, holy crap, Mm -hmm. like this has to be happening with other organizations and we're just not, we just don't know about it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and so I am very appreciative of the New York Times, of the Washington Post, of NPR that do these stories and really have like investigative journalists that spend their time and it can be, you know, a long period of time, but to really like yeah. expose these stories it makes me so happy and so grateful that we have people that do that. Yeah. And just another like reiteration that like journalism is very important. And it's often one of the first things that, like, people don't consider as needing funding. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a, a lot of our news industries are, you know, struggling right now to get, you know, the advertisement or the footing to spread their message, their reporting. And this information is obviously important Yeah, um, for it to be spread. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's why, I mean, especially as media and journalism has changed and evolved because of the internet, Mm -hmm. like that's why if you try to like click on an article for a lot of these websites, like you have to subscribe. There's like paywalls and stuff. Yeah, or like in order to read more than like three articles a month with your email, like you have to subscribe. And like it's really cheap like still mm-hmm. so it's like why not if you can afford it like if you can't if you want to be able to access those news articles yeah and those news sources it's it's worth it and it supports them and it is going to allow them to continue doing what they do yeah and at least then you know it's a little bit more credible than like getting your news on facebook um <laughs> if you listen to last week's episode <laughs> there's a ton of misinformation being spread on there um, and any social media for that matter, um, it can be very toxic, but actual credible news sources are, you know, important I yeah. think, once again. Speaking of like, I guess, investigative journalism, I have a couple things on the recommendations corner. Oh um, I think I know what you're, one thing you're going to say, well, well, and it's all I want to talk about. <laughs> Is it free Britney? Yeah. Oh my gosh. We... I want to talk about New York Times Presents. Yeah. I watched the whole, I watched every single episode after I watched the Britney one. Oh my gosh. So yeah, the New York Times Presents is one that I recommended about like the COVID uh, nurses yeah. and stuff too. So fascinating, but um, we need to do an episode on Free Britney. Like, it's time. (laughs) So New York Times did Framing Britney Spears. So check it out. It's on Hulu, right? Hulu. Yeah. Um, If you want to get a head start on a future episode that we're going to do. Because it is 
it's a very important story as well. And then I just started, um, well, actually, I, I just started and almost finished um, the Netflix series, docuseries called Crime Scene. Um, and it's about, it's four episodes, really quick watch, about the Elisa Lam murder mystery. Or death mystery. That. We don't. We don't know if she was murdered or not. You don't know about Elisa Lum. No. Do you know about the Cecil Hotel? No. What? Holy mackerel! Um, so the Cecil Hotel has a long, uh, sketchy history of death, murder. Is this what American Horror Story Hotel is based off of? Uh, it's one of the main inspirations. Okay. Yes. Um, so I think in twenty. 12 or 2013 um a young girl who was traveling by herself from canada was staying at the hotel um as she was just traveling through california she started in san diego went to la this hotel is located in downtown la um and it's it like is kind of known for doing like extended stays for people who maybe like mm-hmm. couldn't pass a credit check to get like a uh, a rental or something like that. Yeah. Um, but also for travelers because they have like common, almost like, uh, what's it called? Hostels okay. where it's like the bathrooms are shared areas and they're like bunk beds where you can stay with multiple people that maybe aren't part of your group. So she was staying there and she disappeared and her parents immediately knew that something was wrong because she was calling and checking in every day. Um, so they kind of launched an investigation. She was missing for two and a half weeks or so, and they found her body in the water tank on the roof of the hotel. Okay. I do know that story, but it's because how to get away with murders, like copied that plot from Mm. like season one. It's a fascinating story. It's still completely unsolved. We don't really know what happened to her, but I found out about it when the the video surveillance of her last known whereabouts in the hotel elevator was made public. So it kind of went viral on YouTube and people were like, dude, check out this video of her. Something weird is happening to her. Like she's alone supposedly in the video in the elevator and like she's moving a little bit strangely. She like looks distressed and then she just like the elevator never like the doors never close and she's like pushed buttons to go to other floors. They never it never closes it and takes haunted? her there. Is that a theory? Because there's been so much death and, you know, just horrible history and, like, sketchy people. Like, I'm, writing this I'm sure. Do, also do an episode on yeah. that. Um, so, <laughs> Ashley will love this. My, my good friend, Ashley. Um, not to be confused with myself. Very confusing. <laughs> she... At one point in my life, there were like five different Ashleys. Yeah. And all of them, I think, except for your friend Ashley, have a last name starting with a C. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. At one point, I worked with five <laughs> Ashleys. <laughs> like, it's it's a generational name. I think the year I was born, it was number three in the popular baby names. Oh, my so gosh. we all know an Ashley. Um, <laughs> Anyway, she's going to love this because we went to the Cecil Hotel like shortly after watching this video and got in the elevator. It was wild. It was very scary. <laughs> I'm scared and I wasn't even there. It like, was my heart just started so, racing. Yeah, I was very uncomfortable. Um, and so I, t- I texted her today and I was like, have you heard about this series yet? I think it just released a few days ago. Um, she's like, no, oh my God, I'm going to watch it when I get off work. So I think she's probably listening right, or watching right now. Ash, if you're listening, 
yeah, so before we go into way too much detail about that case, just go check that out. I will. I want um, my list. I think it's called Crime. It's like if you search like the Cecil Hotel in Netflix, it will come up. And it start, It starts with Crime Scene, but it's kind of a weird name. Um, I should have written it down. I apologize. I was so excited because I just started it today. <laughs> I'm like, this is really good. Um, other than that. Um, I mean, I only had on my list the entire New York Times Presents series, mm-hmm. um, because like we said, it, they just did an episode called Framing Britney Spears, all about her and her um, conservatorship with her father yeah. and lawyers and all this crazy stuff, um, and it just like made me feel for her even more than I already did, mm-hmm. just very concerned for her and her well-being. Um, but so then after that, like I was like looking at the other episodes and then I saw the first one was the one you recommended Mm -hmm. a while ago and it's about what happened to all, like how all of our healthcare workers basically stepped up because of COVID. Yeah. But there was other ones. And so I watched the one about this (laughs) rapper named Dominic Fike. Yeah very up and coming i guess he had like a tiktok song go viral yeah okay i i heard it in the song and i was like oh really like that's him yeah um it's a cute story about like him. he's like like billy eilish has called him out like main like big people like mm-hmm. love him giving and him so, props like, but yeah so like his story was super interesting he was in jail mm-hmm. like his parents were in jail like facing like hard time like 20 years for their crimes yeah. like but he is just very talented, very musically gifted, like very good at writing songs. Yeah. Um, and he gives back to like everyone in his life. Like he literally does so, like prior to COVID was like doing so many meet and greets and tours and stuff mm-hmm. because every penny he was making, he was spending on other people that like he didn't have anything of his own. Mm-hmm. And he signed a $4 million contract yeah. without even having an Until album out yet. Remembering it. Yeah. Like it, it's just so crazy that like... I feel like TikTok's really revolutionized the way that the music industry is structured. Yeah. That you don't have to have a big label or tons of production equipment and a nice studio or like paying tons of money to rent a studio. You can produce out of your bedroom. Yeah. And you can, if you're, you know, marketing yourself well enough or you just put yourself out there on these platforms, they can spread like wildfire like Mm -hmm. we've talked about. And it can really launch your career that way. It's so crazy. And it's just, like, so heartwarming. His, like, special was so heartwarming Mm -hmm. to me. There's other ones um, that I was not in the right mental space to watch. One about Brianna um, Taylor. Yeah, I watched that one, too. And then one about, um, like, the fires in Australia that kicked off the fabulous year that was 2020. 2020, yeah. Um, but then the next one that I watched was the teenager who hacked Twitter. So it was the kid that hacked all of those famous celebrities, Twitter accounts and got people to send Bitcoin. (laughs) What? Yeah. I didn't watch this one. That sounds crazy. Oh my God. And so he got caught last year. He got caught in 2020. So he's been like in jail ever since COVID. He, He was 17 at the time, but he was a little jerk. But he was, like, constantly scamming people. Um, wow. But it was fascinating 
Um, like he hacked people. He started hacking and scamming people on the game Minecraft. <laughs> Got banned from like all the Minecraft servers. Like, Holy moly. there's all these other hackers who like know who he is, but like their identities are kept secret because like they're, they're also hackers. They're also hackers. They've probably also committed crimes. Yeah, absolutely. It was it was fascinating <laughs> to watch. Like I highly yeah. recommend all of their specials. Obviously, I haven't watched all of them, but um. They do a good job with their journalism. Yeah. Woo woo. Um, I've just been watching (laughs) the WandaVision on Disney Plus spurred or sparked me to go back and watch the Avengers movies. Not the whole MCU Mm -hmm. like movies because I honestly didn't like the Avengers ones out of everything as much. Just like a little bit too much action and like so many characters, like hard to follow. I do like the one-off like hero stories a little bit more because they're just easier to follow. But after watching the first few episodes of WandaVision, no spoilers, I was like, I need to revisit the Avengers Mm -hmm. stories. Um, And then I just cried a lot at the end of Endgame. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was already really emotional so it was like another one of those I was just gonna purge this out um and that's what I've been spending a lot of my time doing I've actually been hearing it yeah now that you just said that I was I recall now hearing like this marvel music yeah and i'm just like oh that's weird because like i know you're watching wandavision and Mm -hmm. i was like why am i hearing it so much like how many episodes there's only five episodes out so far but holy moly that one ended the the latest one ended on such a good like teaser it's a big deal spoil it for me because i'm not watching it and i had no interest in watching it so she's been telling me you need to watch it and i was like i'm not and it's like one of those things i think where people tell you to do something so you're like no i'm not gonna yeah i'm totally like that yeah but this i did do on my own accord so (laughs) (laughs) but then she was like i was like i will watch it eventually but like i would honestly just prefer that all the episodes to be binging it yeah Yeah. because they're really short yeah um and it's a little bit hard to kind of follow because there's a little bit of like time jumping yeah i don't want to give too much away but they do jump a lot and you're like what's going on there's references definitely made to like um wanda and visions storylines from avengers movies so it really helped me because i did i went back and rewatched them last night after watching all the avengers and captain marvel is also important too okay story um so, that however crazy, like, the Marvel Universe is, it's fascinating yeah. to me. And also just, like, the empire that they freaking built out of nothing is impressive. Crazy. Yeah. Well, there's one thing that will get me to watch a show that I'm adamant I won't watch. It's people that I love being in that show. Mm-hmm. So... I'm, I don't, I'm not going to say who it is because I love a lot of, I love, I love a lot of people. Yeah. But there is someone in particular that I love. Yeah. And they make an appearance. Yeah. And so now I obviously have to watch, but I'm still waiting until it's all done. Yeah. I'm not sure how many more episodes are left, but hopefully we won't have to wait too long so we can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note... Let's get into our V-Day topic. <laughs> it's all about love. It is. Um, we are going to talk about the five love languages. 
We're going to figure out what are our five love languages Mm -hmm. because just like with the Enneagram, it's a helpful tool to know. Yeah. Doesn't mean you have to change or act any differently. Yeah. It just, it helps you know. If you are with a partner, if you're looking for a partner, it could help. Yeah. So maybe if we're manifesting, like bringing healthy love into our lives or bettering our relationships with friends, um... I saw on, like, the guy who created it's website that he also has, like, languages for, like, the work environment, too. What is it called? Um, shoot, I haven't got it open. Anyway, he's written a ton of books. Mm-hmm. I was just perusing the resources tab on his, the website. What's his name? Gary Chapman. Uh, created these love languages and it's not really like founded in anything scientific he just has like 30 years of experience in couples counseling and like Mm -hmm. marriage counseling so this is that's where he's basing this theory or this ideal on yeah is his experiences um so take that or leave it (laughs) like everything else do we think that this is a cult just like we think the enneagram is a cult Um, I feel like you shouldn't base all of your decision making on this. Mm -hmm. I don't really think that people do. I think they're just like, I under, like doing this has helped me understand how I feel valued and loved. Mm -hmm. Um, and if somebody isn't providing that to me, that, you know, the, in the way that I need it, I won't feel as loved and I need to communicate ways that will help me feel loved yeah so it's really I don't think this is a cult um and yeah we'll just kind of leave it at that yeah I don't think it's a cult either I just think it's interesting because he has like all these different like theories Mm -hmm. or like different ideas um but I definitely don't think that people look to like love languages like they do with Enneagram like it's not like people are on Instagram like my love language is give words of affirmation Mm -hmm. you know versus like people are like enneagram six unite you know yeah they're a little like tribe of people i just (laughs) oh no nothing um (laughs) but yeah there's a lot of books about it written by him or co-written by him to further your understanding and or find the way in which love languages can apply to your situation Mm -hmm. there's a lot in here about families like there's one about you know building love in blended families there's some written about um having a partner who has like a terminal illness or Mm -hmm. dementia or alzheimer's there's a lot on that which i find really fascinating um and then there you know there's definitely some about religion and how your love language through religion can be a thing um and there's a ton for kids too understanding how they can express themselves or communicate the love that they need or are asking for which i think is really cool so he's got a ton of literature available he has a ton of experience it see it seems to make sense to me how it's structured and i see all type all of these types of people in my life yeah um so i think it's cool 
I think it's awesome too and like touching on the children part as well I was curious about if your love languages change and evolve Mm. as you become an adult that's a good question um and on the website for his like books and backstory and everything like Mm -hmm. that it's actually a frequently asked question um somebody asked does your love language change as you get older and his response was i think that our primary love language tends to stay with us for a lifetime interesting uh it is likely it is like many other personality traits that develop early and remain consistent for example a highly organized person was likely organized as a child a person who is more laid back and relaxed as an adult likely have that trait as a child. Hmm. This is true of numerous personality traits. However, there are certain situations in life that make the other la- love languages extremely attractive. Um, for example, your primary love language may be words of affirmation, but if you are the mother of three preschool children, then acts of service by your husband may be extremely attractive to you. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and then one of the other things is if you like a, like loss could have a really big effect on your love language as well so if you experience the death of a parent or a close friend even physical touch even if physical touch is not your primary love language an extended hug by someone in your life may be the most meaningful thing for you at the moment um there's something about being held in the midst of our grief that communicates that we are loved even if physical touch isn't your thing yeah which makes sense definitely makes sense because even like if in times that you're distraught or super upset, like you and I are not touchy feely people, Mm-mm. but sometimes a hug <laughs> does just make me feel better. Yeah. I think it's like a hug from the right, like a good hugger, you know, somebody whose love language is physical touch. Yeah. They're able to give love in that way. Then it's a little bit easier for me to receive it. Yeah. So <laughs> before we get into, cause we're going to take the quiz, the five love languages.com quiz. Um, I just want to briefly go over what the five love languages are. Cool. Um, so first up is words of affirmation. Um, and the little like blurb about that is actions don't always speak louder than words. If this is your love language, unsolicited compliments mean the world to you. Hearing the words I love you or you are important and mean a lot to me, um, send your spirits skyward. Insults can leave you shattered and not easily forgotten. Mm. Quality time is next. Um, so for quali- people with quality time as their primary love language, nothing says I love you like full undivided attention. Being there for this type of person is critical, but really being there with the TV off, fork and knife down, and all chores and tasks on standby makes your significant other feels truly special and loved. Distractions, postponed dates, or the failure to listen can be especially hurtful. Mm-hmm. So, like, don't be on your phone when you're hanging out with this person. They're not going to like that. Don't bail on plans all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Receiving gifts is next. So don't mistake this love for materialism. The receiver of gifts thrives on the love, thoughtfulness, and effort behind the gift. If you speak this language, the perfect gift or gesture shows that you are known, you are cared for, and you are prized above whatever was sacrificed to bring the gift to you. A missed birthday, anniversary, or a hasty, thoughtless gift would be disastrous. So would the absence of everyday gestures. Hmm. I'm the opposite of receiving gifts. I'm like gift giving is my love language. That's how you like to give your love. Not here. (laughs) Uh, Next is acts of service. 
<laughs> can vacuuming the floors really be an expression of love? Absolutely. Anything you do to ease the burden of responsibilities weighing on an acts of service person will speak volumes. The words he or she most want to hear, let me do that for you. Laziness, broken commitments, and making more work for them tell speakers of this language their feelings don't matter. Hmm. And last up, and last on both of our lists, I'm going to assume <laughs> physical touch. This language isn't all about the bedroom. A person whose primary language is physical touch is not surprisingly very touchy. Hugs, pats on the back, holding hands, and thoughtful touches on the arm, shoulder, or face. They can all be ways to show excitement, concern, care, and love. Physical presence and accessibility are crucial, while neglect or abuse can be unforgivable and destructive. Word. Word. Definitely <laughs> physical touch ain't one of mine. As you were talking about that, I was just going down a memory lane of this guy that I dated <coughs> from Tinder. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> he was like so about physical touch and like PDA and I was like so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. Like we can hold hands. Yeah. We can hold hands, but like also if we're sitting next to each other, like we don't need to be holding hands. Like we don't need to be always <laughs> like next to each other and like touch you know, give me my space. Yeah. <laughs> and there's definitely like, it just feels smothering to me. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> okay, we're going to take, take some bets on if uh, physical touch is going to be our number one. And if it's <clears throat> number five, everyone take owes a us shot. a shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we done. We did it. We did it. I can't believe we did it. <laughs> Where's that from? I think it's from Dora the Explorer, <laughs> but I could be wrong. <laughs> Dora the Explorer. I don't even know if that's how the song goes. I saw this TikTok. Actually, I think Kelsey sent it to me. That Hola. Hola. Soy Dora. It's not that one. But it's this theory that Dora is blind. <laughs> because she's always asking you where, where are we going she has like a, an animal like that's always guiding her she can never see swiper when you're like he's right fucking there bitch <laughs> watch out like she's gonna take your shit and oh. she's like she like she'll be like do you see the mountain and like just stare at you <laughs> just blank <laughs> so I think it's valid, but I want to know if it's confirmed. Um, okay, well, my top one is words of affirmation, which is 35%. So that is also mine in the one I just took <laughs> at 37%. Um, but the top two both times were the same, and they're pretty close, like variances and differences. So my top two are words of affirmation, 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 and quality time. Same. Yeah, it makes sense. God, we're such water signs. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I need you to talk to me, and I need you to spend time with me, but don't fucking touch me, especially in public. <laughs> Unless I'm drunk, then I like the touchy I feeling. I don't know her. Yeah. I don't know Victoria when she's drunk. She's the other side of your cancer signing. Yeah. But then my um 
Next two are tied at the exact same amount, which is receiving gifts and acts of service. Um, I have a third place, and then my bottom two are tied for the exact same amount. Which is 0%? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you have 0%? Physical touch is 0%. <laughs> I did put, like, something about a hug, which I think gave me 7%. Um, <laughs> because comparably, I didn't want to choose the other option. Okay. I wonder if we are asked this, like, our options are the same. Like, when they're compared to each other? Yeah. I'm like... I'm not sure because I did take them both pretty – like, I took one a few hours ago, and then I took one right now. Um, and I don't – I don't feel like they're the same. I think I they were like, random. I feel like they probably change it up so people don't try to beat the system each time. Yeah. Um, but I, my 17% is receiving gifts, and then tied for 7% each is acts of service and physical touch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely feel like – the acts of service, receiving gifts, and obviously physical touch are definitely, like, not up my alley. Mm-hmm. The acts of service thing, I think, is hard because, like, I'm so, as a child, like, if we're going back to, like, a lot of the predominant traits at, that you have as a child are going to mm-hmm. grow with you as you become an adult. Like, I did a lot of stuff on my own, like, mm-hmm. as a child. So, like, as a teenager, I did that. As an adult, I do that. I have a really hard time letting people help me do things. Yeah. I, like, have to do everything myself, which I'm learning to, like, let go of. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, the acts of service thing is, like, I honestly expected it to be lower, but it tied with receiving gifts. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I'm uncomfortable with receiving gifts people servicing me and touching me (laughs) which is so weird I think it's just because I'm really independent so I like to show my independence with like I don't need you to give me things because I can buy them myself yeah um and I you know I like to do things for other people like I like Mm -hmm. to provide acts of service to show my love but I do feel uncomfortable receiving help Yeah, it's interesting because I definitely feel like this is, like, how we receive love. Yeah. I want to know what it... How can you take a test to show, like, how how you... How you give love. I think it's weird. Like, I did Google that and couldn't really find much. I didn't dig too deeply, but I was like, is there a test or something you can take to show how you best give love? And that one, one article I read did say something about how it can change and it probably should change on the giving end. Yeah. And it probably um, to changed, the person you're giving it, it yeah, to. Yeah. It absolutely depends on the person. Yeah. Of who is on the other end mm-hmm. of the love that you're giving. Because, like, the way that I give love to you is different than the way I give love to Leah. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, yeah. Like, it's totally different because, like, you guys are obviously different people. You guys receive love differently. Right. You know, like, so it, it does make sense. Um, because I don't feel like words of affirmation would be the way that I give love. Mm. And I think that's a learned behavior (laughs) of family. (laughs) Yeah. Um, because I do think I agree with you. Like I, like acts of service for people I love, like I will drop anything Mm -hmm. and I will like help in any way. Yeah. Even if I'm busy, like, you know, so, and, um, I wish giving gifts was an option. I guess it's the opposite of receiving gifts. Mm-hmm. That's probably like my number one. Mm-hmm. I really pride myself on my gift giving ability. <laughs> but it's weird because a lot of people are like uncomfortable receiving gifts. Yeah. Because um, they're like, you always want to kind of like compare, like, I want to make sure I give you something equal so that our mm-hmm. friendship or our relationship doesn't become unbalanced. Yeah. That's how I always, I just get stressed about it. 
<laughs> well, and but I, I do like surprising people with things like yeah and I don't like giving people gifts that they have to open in front of other people mm. it's like my gift giving I feel like is intimate because it is very because you put like, a lot personal. of thought into it yeah. yeah so it's like I don't want other people to watch you open this because they may not understand the importance of it like mm-hmm. it might be something or you won't give a genuine reaction yeah because there's other people watching you yeah know? or you're going to be uncomfortable by that right I agree um what was I gonna say I had a thought I lost it but I mean yeah words of affirmation is a hundred percent my number one just looking at this tidbit that says insults can leave you shattered and are not easily forgotten yeah want to know what's not my love language 80 year old women cussing me out yeah (laughs) like that I yeah it affected you pretty deeply yeah so on Tuesday of this week I had a an interaction with a client a new client that I've never dealt with before um and she called into our main line and she was transferred over to me from our front desk And, you know, I start off the conversation how I start off every conversation. Like, hi, your name. (laughs) Like, this is Victoria. Like, how are you doing today? And just right off the bat, she was like, not fucking good. Like, how dare you ask me that? Oh, my gosh. And just, like, started, like, railing into me over the phone. And I was just like, I didn't know what to do. Like, I was so shocked that someone was. Such a weird reaction to, like, pretty much a stranger yeah and just like would not let it go and then like gave me suggestions on how I could start off the conversation better to a stranger that I don't know um basically she was like you could just ask me why I'm calling and I was like so you want me to just answer the phone and say hi Gail why are you calling that's rude like that's more rude like (laughs) I don't understand why you're so upset and you know and the person whose client it was like was like maybe she's having a rough day like she's 80 years old this can be challenging I'm like I get all of that like, yeah I'm we're em- all going through a hard time pretty much yeah like, I get being empathetic and like I know her personal situation and there's other stuff going on in her life that's why we're helping her right now um but at the same time that doesn't give you a, an excuse to treat people or talk to people that way yeah like everyone's going through stuff Mm -hmm. everyone has bad days everyone may be going through bad weeks or bad months or it may be the last year has been awful yeah which i think it has been for a majority of the people Uh but it doesn't mean that you're just allowed to be a shitty person and make somebody else feel just as bad as you do like that's just not it's not a fair way to go about your life and it reminds me of this quote that's like be kind to everyone because they are probably fighting a battle you know nothing about. Yeah. Like, we all have things that we probably aren't sharing with the world and broadcasting out there. That doesn't mean, mean we deserve any less respect. Yeah. And it's, I just, it was just like, that's like common human decency is just yeah. to be polite to people, even if you don't know them. I just like lost it. And then <laughs> like, I held it together while we were on the phone. Like, yeah. I just let her, like, I just sat there. And, like, let her go through her spiel and, like, be condescending. She was condescending about other things. Mm -hmm. And, like, we hung up the phone and I just started crying. Like, I was just, like, I, I've never, I've been in this industry since 2017. I've never been talked to by a client that way. Yeah. I've never even been talked to by, like, my, a coworker or, like, a boss that way. And, like, the industry I'm in, it would not be surprising if one of my bosses had talked to me that way, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, but... So it was just like, I was just like, 
could not stop crying. Like, it was just, like, tears were streaming. I, like, emailed, like, the guy whose client it was because I'm helping him. And I was like, I can't talk to her. Like, Mm. you have to talk to her moving forward. And he was like, we'll cancel it. Like, we won't even help her. And I'm like, no, like, this is not me telling you to do that. Like, that's not the appropriate response to her either. Yeah. Like, the appropriate response is for you as her – the point of contact to tell her that's not okay mm-hmm. and to tell her like she can't talk to me that way yeah. and she's not going to talk to me again you know um, wow. but so yeah so yeah insults <laughs> I had like a similar experience yesterday <laughs> not necessarily that somebody was like yelling at me unwarranted or anything like that but I went to go pick up my prescriptions at CVS and I picked up some other things too. So I was going to like go to the self checkout after I got my prescription and purchase those things. And I was like scanning my stuff, putting them in my own bag. Like I bring my reusable bag everywhere, like a good, decent human being. Right. And it goes to say like confirm the number of bags and I hit zero. And then it's like, it just starts flashing and says like attendant, like wait for the attendant or whatever. I was mm-hmm. like, what? Like, all I did was hit that I had zero bags yeah. and all the stuff is in my bag. The guy comes over and I was like, hey, I'm not sure why this is flashing. And he like does this thing on the computer and he goes, it looks like you didn't scan any of your items. I can help you over at the checkout counter though. And I was like, what? Like it was just so random. And so I felt like he was kind of accusing me of trying to steal. Yeah. Um, Which maybe like maybe they encounter stuff like that all the time. Who knows? I did spend a lot of time in CVS, like just kind of wandering around because I was waiting for my prescription. Yeah. And I ended up spending way too much money on stupid shit. Um, but um, so we go over to the to the checkout, and I was so frazzled by all of this that I pulled out the wrong card to use, and it's a card that I only have like a hundred bucks in it because it's the bank account that I have my car loan through, so I like don't use it as a bank account. Mm-hmm. I just have to have an account with them, and it's declining and I'm like what like no I know if it was the bank that I'm intending to use this card for there's more than enough money in here to pay for this transaction I'm like did I put my pin in wrong can I try again so he's just like getting exacerbatedly annoyed that one he thinks I'm stealing now two I'm trying to like use card fraud or something I was like can I run it as credits they think I'm putting in my my pin wrong yeah and he was like oh my god like just so annoyed with me that it like I got to my car and my sister was like calling me and so I answered and was like super frazzled and she's like are you okay and I just started bawling and I was it like happens. I'm just tired and this guy <laughs> thinks I was stealing and then I thought that my bank account was hacked I've already had like issues with other banks and oh cards this gosh. week and it's just mercury and retrograde yeah really what it is like there was total miscommunications there was problem with technology like it my was... technology needs to get it the fuck together yeah I'm spending so much time restarting my computer, like closing out of apps, reopening apps, Mm -hmm. having to log back into like accounts that I'm always logged into on my work computer. Yeah. Like I am so over it. Like I honestly feel like today I was like, am I going crazy? Like, is it like, is it me? Like, am I the one like forgetting things? And it's just like, no, like it's whatever the planets are doing. Yeah. They're messing with, they're trying to mess with my money. <laughs> I had one card last week reported for fraud, so they froze that. And then I lo- I was on a run on Sunday, and my other card fell out of my sports bra where I always put it. 
it's never fallen out of my boobs before and I straight up lost my other card. So then the third card, I try to go use at freaking CVS. It's the wrong one. And I was getting declined. It was just so stressful. I'm like, who is trying to mess with my money right now? Dim titties. It's wild. <laughs> it was very frustrating. Oh, my God. I was like, this is not what I needed this week. And my sister just being like, are you okay? Because she was like talking to me about something. I just sounded like really sad. And she, I was like, No. <laughs> Then, like, my boss, the one that had that client, like, he got my email and he called me immediately. And I'm just like, no, I need time to cool down. Like, yeah. I need time. That's I'm the still worst. crying at yeah. the same time. So I'm like, I make my coffee and, like, I come back. I'm like, okay, I think I've calmed down enough to call him. And then I get on the phone with him. I'm like, hi. <laughs> like, just, like, <laughs> right? taking deep breaths. Right? And I could tell he felt so bad. Like, he's, like he's an older gentleman like he's just very chill and like he was just he felt like I was talking to my grandpa is really mm. how I felt about it and I'm just like I can't you're not my grandpa I can't cry on the phone oh my, my gosh right now yeah um, but I held it together and then as soon as we hung up again I cried again dude <laughs> I, like... I cried a lot yesterday <laughs> I was oh like I can't do this I just don't want to be anxious and crying all the time oh well, yeah because I feel like as to water signs, like we both have very tough exterior like shells. Once they're once broken, you bro- like once you break through it, we are soft on the inside. We're yeah. soft. We are little like es- exoskeleton things. Like, we don't <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Eskimos, and I was like, we are soft Eskimos. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I saw you nodding, and I was like, I'm not even getting my word out yet. <laughs> Eskimos. We are. <laughs> we're in our little igloos. It's all, we're yeah. protected, but once you get inside, it's like, there's a lot of blubber <laughs> and warmth. <laughs> See how I made that analogy work? I know. I was wondering what you were... I was like, okay, blubber. Okay, we're... Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure where we're going with this. Yeah. That turned into a weird analogy, but mm-hmm. I like It's going to be on a t-shirt <laughs> someday. A lot of our sayings are. That's why I'm starting to post them. Yeah. I don't want to forget them. Yeah. They're so funny. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so we're soft as come on. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, not this quiz wasn't entirely surprising. Agreed. With the results, especially kind of the way that they asked the questions, you're just like, yeah, I can tell what I am already. Yeah. Um. Because it's like either or versus mm-hmm. like the Enneagram quiz and most personality like quizzes like are on a scale of like one to ten or like how, agree disagree. Yeah. How likely versus how not likely yeah things and you can stay like neutral on a lot of things Mm -hmm. this is like you have to pick one or the other and I mean anything that was physical I was like nope Mm. (laughs) there were a few that I was like "Mm, in that situation yeah but I think that maybe and like this is also how I've like felt about ever having children is that absolutely not but if I was with the right person that could possibly change. And from that's just from what I hear from a lot of other people in my life. Yeah. I've never really wanted kids. And mm-hmm. then they're 
with the right person and like that ends up being what they want yeah and so I think that like who you're with and like how we were saying like it depends on who's on the receiving end of how you give your love yeah could be different right because there are certain people that like maybe I I do have more of a physical touch with but Mm -hmm. in a general broad scope I don't want people touching me yeah I think that's also kind of like your upbringing too because like both you and I don't we didn't grow up with super affectionate yeah. or touchy-feely parental figures. And, like, me, like, me and my mom don't hug. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my mom is a hugger as an adult. Mm-hmm. But, at, like, but she also wasn't around a ton, like, when I was younger. Like, yeah. she came around a lot more when I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting because, like, every time I think about, like, the love languages, I think about, like, how my parents showed me love. Right. Um, and it's, you know, obviously a much deeper topic, but it's like, I can probably count like the number of times that my dad has told me he's loved me, like maybe like on my 10 fingers. Same. I was, I, I tell people that all the time. Like our mom does, she doesn't really use like a ton of words of affirmation. She totally does acts of service. Yeah. Your mom does. Yeah. Like Like she shows up when I'm like, I can't do this by myself. I need you. She will totally show up. Yeah. Um, and that's like, how we work well and that probably has a lot to do with her own upbringing it, as absolutely well. yeah she said before too like her parents weren't super affectionate and not really expressive in their words either yeah um like words of affirmation wasn't really a thing but acts of service absolutely my grandpa was a mechanic like he was he, he had a, a lot of careers that were just acts of service yeah um absolutely and my grandmother too was in the medical field she mm-hmm. like provided care for people but wasn't necessarily at home like being very affectionate or expressive yeah and that's maybe I feel it's interesting that my top one is words of affirmation because I did not get that from my dad either mm-hmm. um but I think it's one of those things where like you either repeat your history and like your childhood mm-hmm. or like you overdo it in a way that like to try to break that cycle yeah that you're like no I'm gonna make sure that like I tell people I'm gonna make sure that people know I'm gonna make like I want people you don't want to like repeat the cycle yeah because you want something different for like your life or your children's yeah. lives and it's like and that's it's very maybe true. my top one because I didn't get that yeah growing up I think like me and my sister are very like affectionate with each other mm-hmm. like we'll hug or like say I love you because we didn't get it enough yeah. or not necessarily enough we just didn't yeah. um, receive that type of affection so we're both like we thought it was kind of weird that like we didn't hug our mom or like say I love you all the time so now we make a point to to like tell each other I love you and like yeah. it's not easy all the time it definitely feels awkward sometimes but like we both have this like silent agreement that like this is how we need to break the cycle yeah and I'm like that with my friends and with my sister as well like if you're someone that I like truly am close with and that I care about like if I'm on the phone with you and we're hanging up like I pretty much will always tell you I love you mm-hmm. um and that's just like out of habit honestly because like I wanted to make sure that my parents knew so I always said it even if they didn't say it back type of thing mm-hmm. um but yeah I remember there was this one time me and my dad uh were at Denny's after church which we did every Sunday mm-hmm. and we were like sitting there at a table and we were like sitting in complete silence 
like he was reading his newspaper and I was just sitting there mm-hmm. and there was like this family of like five that was kind of near us and the dad like we could hear him make comments like why aren't they talking that's so weird like they're not talking they sat wow. down and they haven't said one thing to each other and my dad lost it oh my god like it blew up and I was just like I was so embarrassed at the time that I like, and I was younger, so I didn't process it, but I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that is fucking weird. Like if I saw a family like that now, Mm -hmm. like I would think the same thing. I may not say it out loud, but I would definitely (laughs) note it, you know, like that's kind of weird. Like they're not talking. Like there's a difference in being able to like sit in silence, like comfortably, Mm -hmm. like you're both on your phone or you're both doing something else. Yeah. And that's like quality time. Yeah. But versus like sitting down at a breakfast table and literally not saying anything. Yeah. That's freaking bizarre, (laughs) you know? So it's like, but maybe because it was so part of your routines already. Yeah. That like it didn't, you didn't need to make it like this whole special event of like eye contact and communication, but like yeah. it was still quality time yeah. in, in his way. And I think it absolutely was in his way. Yeah. I think that that he thought that it was, mm-hmm. um, it wasn't, but you needed words of affirmation. Yeah, but, Well, I needed more. <laughs> yeah. like, I needed something, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's just like, but it, you're right. Like once you get into a routine like that, and especially like once you try your parent doesn't listen to you, you're going to eventually kind of give up on that. It's just interesting. It's interesting to see that words of affirmation was not something you or I really got from our parents, Mm -hmm. and it is one of our higher love languages. And also that on the other side of that, like that we didn't get a ton of physical affection. But we still don't really. And we're still not comfortable with it. (laughs) You can't win them all, all right? (laughs) People still try to. Make you a hugger. Make me a hugger. (laughs) Yeah. And by people, I mean Haley um, and Cassandra, but she does I don't see her enough anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Usually, I just won't initiate a hug, but I'll always, like, participate in a hug. (laughs) If somebody, like, comes up to me and is like, can we hug? Or, like, they've made it their normalcy to like greet me and say goodbye with a hug I will do it and I sometimes like it but I'm not going to initiate that's how I've always been that way like you know how in high school was like everybody hugging all the time and there was like people that wore shirts that said free hug Friday uh maybe I don't know (laughs) but like it was just such a weird thing that like like cliques of friends would just be hugging each other like Every passing period, every lunch, like every time they saw each other, there was hugs, hugs, hugs. I was just like, there are some people I will give hugs to and other people I'm just like, no. I feel like I've always found my people that don't (laughs) like getting hugs. Yeah. Because I don't recall really anyone like... In your friend groups. In my friend groups, like maybe at the time, like my best friend Kristen, who I'd known since second grade, maybe we were more affectionate. Mm -hmm. But like, I've also, (laughs) there's a lot. Um, (laughs) I also like refuse to like acknowledge my boyfriend in high school at school. (laughs) Like just like the no PDA. There's so much to unpack there. (laughs) The no PDA thing way too freaking far. Yeah. Yeah, like people would be like, aren't you dating him? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, why aren't you hanging out with him at lunch? I don't need to. <laughs> I'll see him after school. Like, yeah. I'll hang out after school. Mm-hmm. But yeah. also, like, I was a little embarrassed of him. Oh. <laughs> he was not very. Anyways. Anyways. Hope you're out there doing well, <laughs> whoever you are. Um, 
but like growing up with like theater people as my friends they oh. are all huggers because yeah. you have to be like theater is a physical medium you have to yeah. be super physical and like body language is important so everybody's just always like are you doing okay with like a leg grab or like you know and it's ugh, i think that's why i don't do it so much anymore i love my theater people but it was just, a, it it gets exhausting if it's not your cup of tea, you know, yeah. to like constantly kind of be changing how your love language is. Yeah, well, and I think it's similar to like being an introvert or versus being an extrovert. Like depending on how like you feel in social interactions, like it either gives you energy or it drains you. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes for physical touch as well. Totally. And so it's just like. I don't want to have to hug everybody here. Like when everyone leaves, like, Oh, I dread being at social events and people leave. Yeah. Especially family events because it's like, you really can't get away from like hugging your freaking aunts and uncles. I kind of hope that COVID like makes hugs, not just socially normal. Yeah. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That would be so awesome. I just don't like with my group of friends, they're also just like all very physical people. It's and usually at the end of parties, like if it's my time to leave and there's still a bunch of people there, a lot of people would go around saying goodbye to everyone individually. For me, I'm just like, see y'all, I'm not good at goodbyes. Yeah. <laughs> and leave. Yeah, that's if I even Or tell Irish you. goodbye. <laughs> if I even tell you that I'm leaving. Yeah. Um sorry, Alicia, I did that at your baby shower. Um <laughs> But yeah, I think you're honestly my only friend except maybe one of actually one other definitely that is not into like the physical touch is yeah. not a hugger is not like and so maybe that's helped me over the years <laughs> but I still don't feel like it because I'm still not like it's still uncomfortable. Hug me. Yeah. I kind of wonder and I can't really find any good articles explaining this but like if it makes a huge difference if like you're like so our love language lowest percentage was like physical touch if somebody else's is like high physical touch are you no longer compa- compatible or are you not going to be compatible um or is it just about like communicating like I understand that your love language is physical touch and I will try to provide that to you and I feel that you need it yeah but just know that it's not something I'm super comfortable with and then, or is it like your relationship's going to be doomed because yeah. it's just, you just don't drive well. I want to look that up really quick just to see if I find anything. How to cope when you and your partner have different love languages. Yeah, I think I read part of that one too. Um, you can still have a healthy relationship according to this website called She Knows. I've never <laughs> heard of them before. She Knows. She yeah. Knows. Um... Uh, it doesn't well it basically says like you just need to like remind your partner so basically if the thing is maybe surprising (laughs) with flowers is that acts of service I suppose it's acts of service I I feel like that'd be gift giving oh maybe Mm. Whatever it is, it says, even if you don't want to tell your partner to surprise you with flowers because that ruins the thoughtfulness of the gesture, you should. Mm. 
The do something to you with me without me asking mindset makes it seem like your partner sucks at romance, mm. and it can leave you feeling misunderstood and let down. Yeah, so, so I think it's just about understanding what love language works best for you and being able to communicate that to a partner or, you know, whatever relationship you're in so that if you're not feeling loved to say what would help me feel loved is if you thought to bring home flowers every once in a while or did the dishes or something like that. If acts of service is your love language, if it's quality time, it could be, I would feel loved if we can set aside date nights where we don't have our phones or we don't have the kids Yeah, and it's just you and I like doing something fun or spending time together. So just being able to communicate it and not just expect that they understand your love language because that's kind of a recipe for disaster, like unfulfilled expectations or unspoken expectations is always a disaster in any form of relationship yeah because there's a ton of like resentment and animosity that comes through when you don't communicate what you need yeah exactly and that goes to friendships as well like I have a specific friendship where we've had a conversation a couple of different times of I've had to be like this is the type of friendship that I can offer you Mm -hmm. at this point in our lives Mm -hmm. like I it's not like it's not something that our friendship's gonna end over but I have to communicate this to you because it's you're going to continue to expect me to do things that maybe I was doing five years ago. Yeah. And I'm not who I was five years ago. Yeah. So I have to make those changes for myself. So this is how we have to move forward. And so far, so good. But again, like, it comes back to the communication part where, like, we avoided the conversation for Mm. probably too long. Yeah. So we, like, it was just a bit awkward, but we powered through it. And it definitely helps because, like you said, like, unspoken expectations is just you're always going to be let down right like because people don't know what you're expecting not everyone is edward cullen and can read your mind yeah you know um so it's always yeah it's always hard and especially when you're talking about something as intimate as this is how i'd like to be loved yeah um that's yikes i don't want to have that conversation yeah um but it's important, so we should all try. It's just another thing to be aware of. Mm-hmm. If you want more meaningful interactions in life. Yeah, and if you have that conversation with a parent or a sibling or a friend and they don't take it seriously or, you know, don't do what you're, ask, like, telling them, you know, you mm-hmm. need from them, like, okay to set some boundaries yeah absolutely it is well well i think we're gonna wrap it up tonight party people (laughs) this has been a fun one it has yeah i think um i don't know if i have any closing thoughts other than like tis the season of love and you can just as easily love yourself if you don't have a romantic love or love your friends yeah i was gonna talk like not talk about but like just bring up like platonic love totally that's a huge thing for me um it's like super like everyone talks about like romantic love mm-hmm. and like i while that is still like important and i understand its importance for people in society it's still also important to like have platonic love with your friends yeah um and 
not just like if you're a girl your girlfriends or if you're a guy like your bros like mm-hmm. people of the opposite sex like yeah. if you have those friendships and they're important to you like let them know remind them like totally fit you know i think it once you get to know somebody you can kind of get a hint as to what their love language is and yeah you know, like what speaks most to them mm-hmm. um so if it's you know gifts maybe give them a little something randomly like mm-hmm. it like i don't know something delivered to them or you know just be like thoughtful with your actions towards them to let them know they're appreciated um yeah that can even be like venmoing them five dollars for coffee if you're not able to like go to them physically mm-hmm. or have you know some big extravagant gift delivered or send yeah. flowers like hey five dollars coffee's on me today or yeah. treat yourself whatever it is, Um, or even just write them a card, put it in the mail. Those are always nice. Yeah. I love getting cards. So if you're listening, ask ask me for my address. I might (laughs) give it to you, and you can we can be pen pals. Also, Agnes, if you are listening, I miss you all the way in Germany, and I can't wait to come see you. Anyways, Alvita Zane. (laughs) Asta. Lego.